What's up, guys? Will we live episode 11. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending your Wednesday with me and Taylor. We really appreciate it. I know that you got options on things to watch, things to do, and you are here with us. It really means a lot to all of us here. Um, and by all of us, I mean me and Taylor. And also everyone at Prager you, Taylor, how's it going, man? It's going well. And let's be honest, there's not really that much else to do right now on a Wednesday afternoon. So There's literally nothing to do except for watch this show. If, yeah, restaurants are closed. People are locked in their houses. I mean, maybe if they're not in California, they're better off. But Yeah, well, for all you people who are in California, I'm glad to have you here watching this with me. It's been, a, it's been an interesting week with things going on. We're going to cover some good stuff on the show today. We're going to talk about Goodyear and their statement that they put out and, and everything that happened with them. You guys might have heard about it. We're going to talk about mail-in voting. I'm also going to be taking a Myers-Briggs test, which is a lot of fun. I saw Ben Shapiro take it on his show. And I was like, you know what, I can just copy Ben Shapiro. That's totally fine. So we're just going to take it on there, one of those Myers-Briggs tests. And that should be a lot of fun. Find out my personality. Find out what I am. If you guys know yours, comment down below. I don't know what any of them mean. I have no idea what any of the personalities mean. But regardless, it's going to be a lot of fun. Remember that if you enjoy this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, leave a nice comment. It really helps us reach more people so that more people are alerted that this is there. So, I mean, if you go through, I, I believe my podcast is labeled under education for some reason, <laughs> which isn't very, it, it makes sense. Okay. It's educational. You guys learn something every time you watch. You're entertained and you learn something. But anyway, you know, think about some of the other educational podcasts that are on there. They're all done by leftists. If you want mine to go to the top, other PragerU things, when you rate it five stars, it means ours get higher up placements so that more people are going to see them. So please rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave it a comment. Really appreciate it. Also remember to follow me on social media. Me and PragerU, our tags are right up there so that you never miss anything. We post a lot of stuff on there that's different than the things that you hear on the podcast. So please give us a follow. Okay, I just wanted to I wanted to ask one thing. If you guys think that we should change the name of this show to WAP. I think we should change it to WAP. I was talking to my girl last night on FaceTime and she said you should change it to WAP. I said, "No, we can't do that. That's horrible." She said, "No, WAP. Will's Awesome Podcast." I said, "That's a great idea. We could change it to Will's Awesome Podcast." So, that is our I don't know if we're going to go with that name, but I think it would be very funny. Have, have you guys seen the Watt music video? I was texting my mom and sister yesterday. This is why I thought about it. I was texting my mom and sister yesterday, and my mom texts me, and she's like, have you heard that song, WAP? It's so vulgar and disgusting. I was like, yeah, it's really gross. She's like, I don't even know what all these things mean. Macaroni in the pot, what does that mean? So I had to go and explain the song WAP to my mom. And it's not something that, that you want to do. Look what this song does. It, it, it tears families apart because it makes sons have to explain the song WAP to their moms. And it's very awkward for all of us. So I uh, don't recommend that you go listen to that song. But if you want to listen to it, I would recommend listening to Ben Shapiro talking about the song himself, which was really funny. You guys, <laughs> you guys should definitely go and look at that. All right, let's talk about Goodyear. Goodyear is a tire company. And they came out and they basically said that they have a zero tolerance policy for anyone at their their stores or whatever it might be, any of the employees that they wear, anything that has to do with MAGA. They wear Blue Lives Matter. They wear All Lives Matter, anything that has to support the police. But they said that it's totally fine if you come and you're wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or, or hat or whatever it might be, or if you're wearing something that's LGBT. 
right? This came from a Goodyear diversity training session that the company had decided what was acceptable and unacceptable slogans for employees to support. Excuse me. This is like, I talked about this a little bit last week about leftism being a religion. I'll get into that in a sec. But this is how these things go. I know this just happened at Goodyear, but I can't imagine that there are not just a, a myriad of these kind of things happening all over the country all the time in sorts of diversity trainings where they tell you that you can't support the president or that you can't support conservative values or support the police. And I'm sure that this guy was just brave enough to actually come out and speak out against it, you know, and take a picture and put something there. He actually had a statement. The Goodyear employee took the photo said, if someone wants to wear a BLM shirt in here, then cool. I'm not going to get offended about it. But at the same time, if someone's not going to be able to wear something that is politically based, even in the farthest stretch of the imagination, that's discriminatory. If we're talking about equality, then it needs to be equality. If not, it's discrimination. So basically, as you can see from this, that the leftist dogma that they place on all of us, Black Lives Matter, climate change, all these sorts of things that represent leftism as a whole are the morally acceptable things to do. They're the morally acceptable things to think in everyday society. And if you don't think those things or you don't support those things, you are wrong for doing so. So a company like Goodyear comes out and says that, Supporting the president or supporting all lives matter, supporting blue lives matter, supporting the police is discriminatory because you are not going with their dogma. If you don't go with their dogma, you don't go with their religion, then they want to shut you down in every way possible. And when I say that leftism is a religion, I really mean that, okay? It's different than Christianity. Okay, Christianity is a religion that, let's say, like when I was not a Christian, when I was an atheist basically my whole life, and then I was coming to God and coming to religion, you know, the the people who are Christian that I found coming in my life and talking to me about these kind of things were some of the most supportive and helpful people ever. When I wasn't Christian, Christian people wanted to still love me. They wanted to help me. They wanted to show me the way to Christianity, show me the way to Christ, show me the way to God. This is what they wanted to do. I mean, they were some of the most beautiful and nice people that I've ever met, right? But the difference is leftism as a religion. It is not the same. It is a secular religion that, first of all, is very selfish, and then it doesn't deal with love. It doesn't deal with, okay, this person doesn't believe what I do. I want to love them and I want to try and get them to my side. The the leftist religion is basically saying, this person doesn't agree with me. They don't support my religion. I need to shame them. I need to guilt them. This is what the leftism religion is. It's all about virtue signaling. It's a religion about your own self. It has nothing to do with your communities. It has nothing to do with building a better future or loving your other people. It is about shaming people who don't conform to the religion that you are a part of, right? This is how they grow so strong. Because when you have an entity that relies on shaming people who don't agree, then that means, of course, you're going to want to join that religion so that you in turn don't get shamed by this same religion. So it just keeps growing and growing bigger and bigger until... They control basically all the pop culture in our country, everything going on, universities, mainstream media, Hollywood. I mean, they control all of these things because if you say something against it, then you get shamed. You get guilted for it. You know, it's like the exact same thing. I talked again a little bit about this last week, but again, posting a black square, you don't post a black square, you get shamed for not doing it. That is their religion. And that to me is a really scary thing that people can go on and just shame people for having difference of opinion. I just hate that that we as conservatives or that we as people who support freedom or the police want to come out and show our support for that and we get automatically shut down or shamed and shunned for every single thing we do. I mean, we see people getting fired from their jobs. We see people 
losing their livelihoods, losing scholarships, getting bullied and harassed at school, at their work, whatever it might be, just for being a conservative and showing their support. I mean, it's it's a really sad time. I really don't like that that's the, the world that we live in. Taylor, have you ever been shamed for being a conservative? Has anyone ever shamed you? Um, yeah, I've had friends critical and yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Like anyone like unfollow you and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm usually hiding in shame on my personal socials. <laughs> so that, that's why I'm not even out there right now. That's why no one can see my face. This is why Taylor doesn't show his face. But if you guys search enough, you can find Taylor. He's there. I'm not telling Please you to. Please don't start searching. <laughs> Please. <laughs> don't search Taylor. Okay. Don't be weird. Everyone on don't. YouTube is saying um, uh, Taylor is a bot. So they said... Craig is pale, Will is John B., and Taylor's a bot. Thank you for... That's actually three perfect... Those are three perfect sentences. That Craig is pale, which is also WAP, white and pale. Craig is pale. Taylor is a bot. Taylor is... uh, I have someone typing, and it speaks out to me. It's like... uh, Wait, what is the, the... Oh, when you like put someone's face over something and then mash their like words deep together. fake deep fake yeah taylor is just a deep fake of some other generic white male speaking to me on this podcast and then yes i am john b as well i got my hawaiian shirt back today which is very exciting I, so white so white will is white should be will, the new will, thing <laughs> will craig is pale will is white craig is pale i'm getting whiter which is really unfortunate okay anyway let's get back to the stuff today i am talking uh, actually at a rally i'm going to speak at a rally today which is really exciting with dr jeff barkey if you guys remember dr jeff barkey i did that interview with him a couple of months ago maybe two months ago about COVID-19 and everything like that. So I'm going to speak at a rally outside of the teachers unions of Los Angeles. I am the keynote speaker. I'm not a doctor or a teacher or anything, but I still believe in freedom and my job specializes in freedom. And I think that this is a, a, a battle for values and ideas. And so I'm going to be a speaker there and and talk there. So that's in Los Angeles, outside of the LA teachers union. If any of you guys want to be there, it's a 5 p.m. PST tonight, just so you know. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I have to say about the the Goodyear stuff. It it really has become a, a fanatical religion, the left. They shame anyone with a difference of opinion than them, and they don't allow you to... What was the statement that they made? Taylor, do you have the statement that they made? Here's the picture of the of what they said on their on their page. Acceptable, unacceptable. And then here's what they said. Okay, here's what they said. They said, as part of this commitment, we do allow our associates to express their support on racial injustice and other equity issues, but ask that they refrain from workplace expressions, verbal or otherwise, in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as other similar forms of advocacy that fall outside the scope of equity issues. This is a spokesperson for Goodyear said this. This doesn't make any sense to me because, first of all, I don't understand how saying blue lives matter isn't an equity issue or that if you support the police, that's not an equity issue. You care about the equality of of police officers being treated fairly. Why is that any different than saying you care about the equality of black people in this country? I mean, it should be the same thing. They're on the same level, but it's only because it doesn't align with the leftist dogma. If it aligned the same way, of course, that's why black lives matter is fine or the LGBT stuff is fine. But saying that, you know, I support the police is is not fine. So it's just total hypocrisy when it comes to this. Um, I did want to say one thing about it is that I we posted this today on on our Instagram and Twitter and stuff, and it's lots of people coming, trying to think, oh, we got you, Prager, you. You guys always talk about how you know they're a public company; they can do whatever they want. 
Of course they can. Did you guys hear me at all come on and say that they're not a private company? Oh, Taylor's coughing. (laughs) Taylor has COVID confirmed. Please get away from me. Put your mask on. But I'm not saying that they can't do whatever they want. Of course that this company can go and do whatever they want. They can make whatever standards. They can say, you have to wear this. And then people have the choice to go and work for them or not, right? And that's why we as a people can go and say, okay, Goodyear, I don't like your your platform now. I'm going to boycott you. And I'm not going to buy Goodyear tires anymore. I'm going to buy Firestone tires or whatever else, um, whatever other brands of tires. I don't know too many brands of tires. But we're not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do it, okay? We're not saying that this company has the right to say you cannot wear this but you can wear this they have the complete right to that's what freedom is in america you have the right to do that with your company we're just saying that you suck for doing it and that you going and saying this is totally hypocritical and it's going to lose you business and people don't support you bowing to the left and you're only doing yourself harm okay and also their tires are made in china so see who's the ones who are funding goodyear so of course they do some stupid diversity stuff like this Okay, let's talk about the mail-in ballots. There we go. Now we're back to full screen. I forgot to say this as a shout-out. Someone drew Rocky. You know, Rocky is my dog. And it was really, really nice. Uh, I forget. Their name was, like, really small on it, and it wasn't really clear. But it was very nice of them, so thank you for drawing my dog. And then got the unsalted Land Lakes butter up there as well. So always get new stuff on the wall. But this is actually going to be the last week. I forgot to mention this. This is the last week that I'm going to be in this office for the podcast. Next week, we're actually moving offices. Uh, next week, I'll actually be doing the podcast from Philadelphia. But then the, the week after that, we're going to be moving offices. So I will have a whole new space for the podcast, hopefully a lot nicer, a lot better, where it's not just this gray wall with things I find put behind me so we can actually do some cool stuff with the set and everything so uh, get ready for that and then hopefully soon we'll be moving to two days a week as well Mondays and Wednesdays okay before we get into the voter fraud I have to take the Prager Force question of the week which is from Devin Snyder if you guys didn't know Prager Force is our student program if you are a student and want to get involved please join Prager Force you can find it on our website Taylor you can post a link in there so that people can go if you're a student in middle school high school college across the world join Prager Force our student ambassador program it's a great program lots of workshops digital marketing experience it's a really good time I was in Prager Force But Devin Snyder, anyway, your question was, why is it important for young boys and men to have older father figures in their lives? Ah, This is a very important question. It's a very important question because not a lot of men right now are growing up with those role models in their lives. If you guys know anything about me, I didn't grow up with my real dad in the picture, you know, but I had my brother and my grandfather who were like my father figure to me. Without them, I don't know what I'd be. I'd be some, some... soy boy probably out with extinction rebellion talking about climate change and and police brutality or something but luckily i had my brother and my grandfather to teach me how to be a man teach me masculine values teach me all about that thing it's very important for young men to first of all be around other boys when they're growing up if you're sheltered and you don't have the chance to interact with other boys or uh, a chance where it's just boys mingling, like in the Boy Scouts, or at least how the Boy Scouts used to be. That's very important. And then it's very important to have someone to teach you how to be a man. I mean, I can tell you from firsthand experience, being a young man and not having that in my life, but then getting that, how, how important that was to me. I really needed that because otherwise I would have just grown up with my sister and my mom. And <laughs> that wouldn't have been 
the best outcome for me. So yeah, father figures are incredibly important. They teach young boys, young men, the values they need to be to survive, to be self-sufficient, to be responsible, tenacious. Um, these are these are very masculine things, and and they learn it from father figures in their lives. I don't think that your father figure always has to be your dad. You can have someone else like myself, but you know, having your father there is obviously a great thing. So, yeah, it's very important. Okay, let's get into mail-in voting. The left wants mail-in voting. They want people to mail in their ballots because of COVID-19. COVID-19 is so dangerous that people can't go and vote in person. You can go and protest, okay? You can go outside, you can protest, you can go and destroy your city, burn down Wendy's, do whatever it might be that you want to do outside. But when it comes to voting, no way. You cannot go and vote. It is too dangerous because of COVID-19. Excuse me. That is the rationale behind this. And so lots of people are talking about mail-in voting because mail-in voting brings up a lot of instances where it could be very fraudulent, right? So mail-in ballots aren't reliable. People fill them out wrong. Twice as many get rejected. They take longer to get counted. Voter rolls aren't always up to date. Like people move or they die. Anyone could fill out their ballot. You know, like if you have like, if you have a family and whole family of, I don't know, five people who can vote and the ballot gets sent to the family and then, you know, one person fills it out for everyone. That doesn't seem very reliable, but things like that can happen with mail-in voting. So it's not very reliable at all. It can be definitely, um, oh, what's it called? What is, what is the word that I'm looking for? Falsified, whatever it might be. It can be falsified, fraudulent. That's what I mean to be. And let me read this time, thing from the New York Times. It says, the New York Times in 2012, votes ca cast by mail are less likely to be counted, more likely to be compromised, and more likely to be contested than those cast in a voting booth. And now, of course, they are pro-mail-in voting. So this is the same thing. I mean, Taylor, you found that thing on the New York Times. What was the thing from the New York Times before? That that big thing oh, that yeah. we had. Where um, yeah, their original editor, what you know, uh, was a slave owner. Supported the right of slave owners to recover their slaves, and you know, and whenever I remember what they were making a big deal about, but right. they're just yeah. hypocrites. I know all these people are hypocrites. I mean, we we did that video of Don Lemon a little while ago, or maybe we didn't do the video, but I saw the video of Don Lemon talking about uh, African Americans in America and talking about you know that you need to go and get a job to to be better off in your communities and you know stick together as a community, stay with your kids, don't have children outside of wedlock and and things like that. He said, pull up your pants too. He's like, stop sagging your pants. Like this oh, is what yeah. Don Lemon said. You know what I mean? And now you look at him and it's like total leftist and totally against anything like that when it comes to that he'll say you're a racist if you say that and it's like all these people are hypocrites everyone is a hypocrite i mean it just it makes me sad because you know i work in the political field or whatever that might be this this political realm and it's like it's like just a game to these people everything is just a game like nothing really matters you go to the next issue you just jump on the next one and then it's like okay how can i support the people who um, I'm supposed to support what are we going to do we scramble and then we find something uh, the lowest common denominator and we make something out of it just to show that we support it even if it doesn't make any sense even if it goes against what you said before it doesn't matter and it's like all of this is just a game to these people it's like the values of America the fate of America is literally hanging in the balance I mean it is hanging on a thread in a lot of ways I mean look at things that are happening right now in America even just with COVID and stuff I mean just with people's mental health problems I mean there have already been over 30 uh, deaths from suicide by high schoolers which is more not 30 deaths by high schoolers what am I trying to say one in 25 percent one in four high schoolers are having 
severe suicidal thoughts because of the lockdown. One in four people uh, age 18 to 24 are having suicidal thoughts. So I guess a little bit older than high school. It's college graduate age. Are having suicidal thoughts because of this. One in five... What is the stat that I'm trying to think of? I don't know why I can't think of this stat, why it's going through my head. But anyway, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that the mental health of a lot of people is going downhill because of the lockdown, because of a lot of other things going on in America right now, because of Black Lives Matter, because of protests, because of divorce rates in this country, because of technology, crony capitalism, because of socialism, because of climate change, giving children nightmares. I mean, there are so many things that are affecting people in this country right now because our jobs are being shipped overseas. I mean, there are so many different things that makes it like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember where I was going with this. I don't know. It's been a long day. We've had a long day today. I've been preparing for this speech for now. I would like to talk about it. I would like to talk about it. And we can kind of use this as like, like my precursor for me going and speaking today which is basically all about opening up the schools. Again, we're going outside of the teachers' union in Los Angeles in about an hour and a half. I have to drive over there to go and speak at this event with Dr. Jeff Barkey. Did you know, Taylor, if you had to guess, I mean, you might have seen my tweets. You already know the answer. But how many children under the age of 17 have died from COVID-19? Worldwide? In California. In California? Um, I'd say... Five or less? Wow, Taylor, you must have seen my tweet. Only one child, 17 and under, in the state of California has died from COVID-19 as of this morning. Is that not just shocking to you? I mean, when you hear everything that is going on in the mainstream media, everything they say when they talk about coronavirus and how dangerous it is and how deadly it is, and that we have to literally shut down the whole world. I mean, all of the schools in L.A. are closing down because of this, all the public schools, because... I mean, only one child died. Only one child died. Of course, that's sad. No one's saying that's not sad that one child died. But I think it was like 166 have died from the flu already this year. And only one child has died from COVID-19. And I know people are worried about, you know, that you're going to bring it home to grandma or anything like that or bring it home to your parents. That's why they want to shut it down. Not that the kids are dying, but that they're going to bring it home to their grandma. The studies show that children aren't really people carrying the virus and giving it to people. The people who are contracting the virus and spreading is pretty much, is primarily like 80% adult to adult. It is adults that are giving the virus to each other. Okay. So when you have children in a classroom, most likely, according to doctors, according to the science that you can actually look up, I, I urge you guys to go to the CDC, go to the Department of Public Health for your state or whatever it might be, look at these, and, and you'll see just how little the amount of deaths are that, that are happening within children and that the school should be open up again. I don't know if you guys heard what the teachers union actually demanded in Los Angeles. They said, we will not open up the school until charter schools are disbanded. That was the first thing. Second thing was that the police were defunded. You had to defund the police. And the third thing is Medicare for all in California. What does any of that have to do with, with coronavirus? Or what does any of that have to do with actually keeping the students safe? If it was me, if I was in the teachers' union, which I would never be, but if it was and I was trying to get the schools back open, I would say the schools can open again once they're safe. Not some list of left-wing demands that I'm trying to make people 
make to, to blackmail them into into doing them, I would have said until it's safe. But of course, these people aren't saying until it's safe because it's already safe for these children. They can go back to school. There's been one death. I mean, the, the virus has a 99% survival, survival rate on average for most people. And then on top of that... Um, What's it called? That that children aren't actually giving the the virus to people. That children aren't actually giving the virus to adults. I mean, I think that it's it's day one hundred fifty eight of fifteen days to to <laughs> flatten the curve. We're at day one hundred and fifty eight, and we keep going. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes me so mad. And and the fact that like I have a pool in my apartment complex, and it's like you can go there, but it's COVID restricted, so you have to make a reservation and then go in. And so like. That you go in and it's like a little there's like a little gate for that you go in and there's a guy waiting there. You have to make a reservation and only like three people are allowed in the pool at once. It's a massive pool. There's only three people allowed, and you make your reservation. Then you go up and he lets you into the pool if you if you're on the list. And it's like you have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask walking up to the gate. Once you get to the gate, you can take your mask off and then go into the pool. And it's like I didn't wear my mask. So the guy at the pool, the guy reservation guy in my apartment complex is like yelling at me. He's like, sir, you need to wear a mask. I'm like, there's no one around me. And I'm going to take it off immediately as I get into the pool. Why do I need to wear a mask to walk two feet to go in here? I literally am going to take the mask right off afterwards. He's like, no, you have to do it. So I wrap my towel around my face and he's like, and I was like, can I do this? He's like, no, that doesn't count as a mask. So then I go and get a bandana and I put my bandana on. I come all the way back and I say, Okay, I'm ready to go. And he says, no, bandanas don't count as masks. <laughs> oh so I had to go all the way back. I had to knock on my neighbor's door to get a mask. I get a mask and then finally go. And that's five minutes out of my tanning time. No no, oh, no wonder I'm getting pale now because this, of this. This is worse than the TikTok that you made the other day. Yes, that With was. The, the restaurant. If you guys saw my TikTok the other day, I posted all over my social media too. Where it's like, I mean, just the stupidest thing ever. I've seen like a million people talk about this. But just say you go, in, you walk up to a restaurant. You, They say, wear your mask while you walk into the restaurant. Okay, I have my mask on. And then you take one step inside to your table and then you're allowed to take your mask off. It's like the most brain dead thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like like why that does that makes any sense. It just That stuff just goes to show me that these people have no idea what they're talking about. That none of this makes any sense. That this is all about control. That the California government is all about control. And they are trying to control us through COVID-19. I think the virus is real. There have definitely been people who have died. A lot of older people for the most part. But, I mean, you can't look at what's happening. The foolishness of everything and say that this isn't about control for these people. It so definitely is. I mean, if it wasn't about control, then Facebook wouldn't tell us on a phone call that if we say that HCQ could be used possibly as a treatment that our page could potentially be deleted. I mean, if it wasn't about control, why would they do that? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, you guys, I, I get very upset about the whole COVID thing. I really, it really makes me mad because you can't do any of the stuff that you want to do. It's like, I want to do all these different things and like, like my girlfriend comes back into town and do stuff with her and and all sorts of different stuff, and I just can't do it. Like, we can't go to the zoo, and I love the zoo. I have a zoo membership for the LA Zoo for a year-long membership, and I can't go. It's closed. It's like you're walking around outside with no one really around you, and it's closed. So dumb. All right, let's talk about some more dumb stuff with California and how, how dumb everything is here with blackouts in California. 
Okay, we're going to talk about blackouts and what's happening. If you guys didn't know, there have been rolling blackouts in California, and this is caused, as you can guess, by the California government and the California government sucking at every single thing that they do. Okay, California government, even Gavin Newsom admits that he made a mistake with this, which is very uns or very, it doesn't fit what he would usually say, which is very, very strange. <laughs> anyway, the California government basically has been subsidizing renewable energy, trying to get away from fossil fuels and get to, you know, green energy, get to, to uh, you know, wind energy, solar energy, try to use these instead of fossil fuels. And because of this, because right now the wind isn't blowing too much and it's also been super hot in California the last week, I mean, it's been heat waves, there isn't enough energy. There isn't enough energy with this renewable energy. Look, and I'm someone who says, I don't care about big oil or whatever it might be, if renewable energy worked for people and it was cheaper, I would be all for renewable energy. There's literally no reason to not switch to renewable energy from wind and solar if it actually worked. If it worked and it was cheaper for people, there's no reason to switch off. But as you can clearly see, I mean, it's so obvious. Look at Germany. Look at right now what's happening in California. The energy does not work. It is expensive. It takes it. I mean, to get if you wanted to power, I'll tell you guys this thing. If you wanted to power the entire state of Texas with wind and solar energy, the amount of land, just the amount of land that it would take to do that would be five times the size of Harris County, which is the entire city of Houston and all the suburbs in Houston. Five times the amount of space and just land to get the amount of energy to power the whole state of Texas. That's impossible. You could not do that. That is what this renewable energy is. It is not efficient. It is not good for people. So no wonder California is having these blackouts because they are not focusing on fossil fuels. I'll give you guys a story, okay? about technology because the left is so keen on pushing for renewables about pushing for green energy that they don't look to actual real technological solutions when it comes to something like nuclear energy or how to make um, carbon emissions less when it comes to the energy that we have you know in the 1970s people were certain that America was going to run out of natural gas okay they said natural gas is going to be no more and we need to we need to switch so they switched to coal you know they switched to coal power plants because they still were going to need, I mean, pe more people were being born. There are more people in America. They're still going to need a tremendous amount of electricity. So as a country, we decided we were going to double the amount of coal-fired electricity in the next 20 years. And we did that. You know, a lot of people are concerned. They say, you know, there's acid rain. There's all these particulates. I mean, burning coal is super dirty. It's really bad for the air. People were really worried about it. And so here's what we did with technology. We made it better. That's the whole story. We made it better. Okay, so with the deployment of transformative technologies, the public-private partnership of policy, government, universities, and the industry, we doubled the amount of electricity coming out of coal-fired power plants in those 20 years, and we cut the amount of emissions from all of the electricity supply out of coal-fired power plants by 90% in 20 years. That's not by using renewables. That's not by using green energy. That is by actually looking at technology and saying, how can we make this better? You know, look at a town like Pittsburgh that used to be totally full of smog and all this kind of stuff. And now they've really cleaned it up. They've made it so much better through technology. This is what the free market, this is what technology can actually do. We need to look at the things we already have now, natural gas, nuclear energy, fossil fuels, and figure out how to make those cleaner, how to make those better, how to make them cheaper, like we did before, instead of just saying green energy is God, renewables are God, 
let's worship them and anything else. If you say that you don't support renewables, you are a bad person. You are an immoral person. But we see the disastrous results of when these things are actually put into place. So if you guys can't tell, I, I this whole topic of renewable energies and green energy is, is actually what my newest mini documentary that's coming out is is called not called but is about part of it is about it's about environmentalism and and the new the new environmentalists and it's it's being a religion so i'm very passionate about this right now i i it really makes me mad lots of things make me mad <laughs> i don't it, it's like everything makes me mad nowadays but yeah that's what i've said did i miss anything with that taylor i think i mean did you 80- mention how many uh, birds and uh, oh yeah, I had a thing from Michael Schellenberger in here. Let me let me pull this up too, if I can if I can figure out how to make OBS work. <laughs> a thing from Michael Schellenberger in here. You know Michael Schellenberger. He just did a PragerU video. You guys should definitely go check that out. And he's also in my mini documentary. Super smart, great guy. He said, we're killing endangered species to save endangered species. In 2012, we let solar industry kill desert tortoises. 2013, we let wind industry kill condors. In 2016, we let wind industry kill eagles. Well, we let the solar industry kill Joshua trees. So these renewable energies, I mean, in a lot of ways, are doing more harm than good. Doing more harm than good. They're killing wildlife. They're killing tortoises. Do you want to live in a tortoiseless world? I don't. I love tortoises. It's not the plastic straws that are killing them. It's... The wind and solar yeah. energy. Well, I don't think wind energy is killing a tortoise. You would have to throw the tortoise really high <laughs> for it to get hit by wind energy. But the solar panels, they destroy their habitats, and then you know they, they're going extinct. Anyway, um, yeah, they're killing animals. If you, if you want animals to die, then you support renewable energy. That's... That's my bold <laughs> statement today. <laughs> but if you love animals, then you support transformative technologies that make solutions better. Nuclear energy, getting better solutions with fossil fuels, better solutions with natural gas. That is what we have to do. It is much better for us, for America, for everyone, for the desert tortoises. Much better for them. All right, do we want to do this Myers-Briggs test? I don't know how, I don't think this will take too long. Because it's pretty, it's pretty short, and we're gonna go. Th- we're just gonna run through this, okay? We're gonna go through this fast. We're gonna go through this nice. And the Myers Briggs test, if you don't know, t- Taylor, do you know what it, what is it? It's like a personality test. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks. It's a you're personality welcome. test. What were you, Taylor? You're an architect. Yeah, uh, the INTJ one. INTJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I programmed that into you. <laughs> so I'm because gl- I'm a bot. Yeah. It's very robotic. Yeah. That's the, what does that mean? What is that? What is architect? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. The I is like more introverted. The N is intuitive. T is thinking. J is judging. Oh, okay. And each one of them is like a sliding scale. But. Okay. So Taylor is an introverted judger. <laughs> if you get, Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people. I disagree. You often spend time exploring unrealistic yet intriguing ideas. At literally every second of every day. Your travel plans are more likely to look like a l- rough list of ideas than a detailed itinerary. I agree. You often think about what you should have said in a conversation. No. Actually, I, I've i never made a mistake in my life with every single thing that I've said. If your friend is sad about something, your first instinct, instinct is to support them emotionally. Not try to solve their problem. Disagree. People can rarely upset you. I'd say agree. I'd say that agree. 
You often rely on other people to be the ones to start a conversation and keep it going. Yeah, I would say so. I usually start the conversation. I have, I have to text Taylor every night. If you have to temporarily put your plans on hold, you make sure it is your top priority to get back on track as soon as possible. Agreed. You rarely worry if you made a good impression. Disagree. It would be a challenge for you to spend the whole weekend all by yourself without feeling bored. Strongly disagree. I, when I get a free weekend, I get to sit at home and, and just and not have to see anyone. I love that. That is my favorite thing to do in the whole world. You are more of a detail-oriented than a big-picture person. Uh, disagree. You're very affectionate with people you care about. Agree. You can ask Taylor. Very, affe- <laughs> very affectionate. Very affectionate. Yeah. I'm not saying I care about you. You smother other, me. I smother Taylor. He loves it. You have a careful and methodical approach to life. Disagree. Definitely not. Definitely not. No. I should probably change that. You are still bothered by the mistakes you made a long time ago. Oh, skin deep now. <laughs> Wow. I don't know about this. Do you live with a lot of regret? Those 12 people I killed 13 years ago. Uh, I agree. At parties and similar events. Yeah, all those hearts I broke. That's that's a lot. At parties and similar events, you can mostly be found farther away from the action. Strongly disagree. I hate parties, but when I go, I'm I'm the center of it. I'm all in. You know, if you're going to go, you might as well go hard. You often find it difficult to relate to people who let their emotions guide them. Agree. Facts don't care about your feeling. When looking for a movie to watch, you can spend ages browsing the catalog. Yeah. You can stay calm under a lot of pressure. Strongly agree. I'm very good at that. I've gotten very good under pressure. When a group of people you don't know, you have no problem jumping right into their conversation. Agree. When you sleep, your dreams tend to be bizarre and fantastical. Yeah. I agree. I bet your dreams are very bizarre. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know, Taylor? <laughs> I know I don't actually. I Will Will's really into fantasy and nerdy stuff, so Yeah. No, I dream I go on adventures with Aragon and Legolas yeah. to to uh f- we fly on Charizard's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To to Westeros. Mines of Moria yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then we go to Hogwarts. <laughs> in your opinion, it is sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead in life. Oh, strongly agree. He stepped on all the other Pegaflor <laughs> students to get where he is now. Yeah, so. exactly. Those 13 people I killed 12 years ago, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what it's all about. You are dedicated and focused on your goals, only rarely getting sidetracked. Strongly agree. I'm very goal-oriented. If you make a mistake, you tend to start doubting yourself, your abilities, or your knowledge. No. I know I'm going to kill it next time. When at a social event, you really try to introduce yourself to new people, mostly talk to ones you already know. Disagree. You usually lose interest in a discussion when it gets philosophical. It depends. That's like a tough question because most people are like, you try to talk philosophy with them and they're just not that smart, you know, or they're like, they don't understand. Like, especially here in Los Angeles, like you go out somewhere and then you try to talk philosophy with someone. They're just like, they start talking about crystals and essential oils yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm, they're like, what horoscope sign are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a Virgo. They're like, oh, figures. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> That's like the conversations when it gets philosophical here in LA. So That's I'm gonna i I'm gonna say neutral for that one because I don't know. You never let yourself cry in front of others. I disagree. Will cries all the time. I after every podcast, me and Taylor have a good cry. You feel more drawn to places with a bustling and busy atmosphere than to more quiet and intimate ones. I'd say agree, but I it's both. It depends on the situation. You like discussing different views and theories on what the world could look like. Agree. 
Strongly agree. When it comes to making life-changing choices, you mostly listen to your heart rather than your head. My heart just pumps blood. I think I just, I think I listen to my head most of the time. You cannot imagine yourself dedicating your life to the study of something that you cannot see, touch, or experience. Uh, I feel like that's what I do. Is that what I do? I don't know. I'm a political commentator. Do you experience uh, conservatism and politics? (laughs) I do. I guess. I can taste it. It's kind of a weird question. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of a weird question. I'm going to say disagree. We're halfway done, guys. Okay? Stick with me. We're almost there, and then you guys get to see what I am, personality-wise. You might think differently of me. You usually prefer to get your revenge rather than forgive. Oh, 100% agree. We can revenge out here. Like Django. (laughs) Django Unchained. Will Unchained. Actually, that's not true. I'll say that. I don't really... No, I actually disagree. I don't know if I get revenge too much. It depends. I don't get revenge for people... Actually, okay, agree. Never mind. You often make decisions on a whim. Yeah, I definitely do. The time you spend by yourself often ends up being more interesting and satisfying than the time you spend with other people. I am very big on like very close relationships. Like some people have like lots of friends, you know, which is cool. You can do your thing, but I don't have a lot of friends like that. I have like really close friends and then a girlfriend and then my family. And then of course you have people who you like see and talk to, you know, you're like friendly with and friends, but you don't confide in them. You don't, I don't want to hang out with them. Like I have my, my best friend out here, you know, and if I'm going to do something, I always invite him and he always invites me. That's like how we do things. Like, and then we do, we meet other people together, you know, that's just how it is. That's just how I am. So, um, it kind of depends, but if I'm with, you know, really close friends and everything, then I'm gonna say neutral. Uh, you often put special effort into interpreting the real meaning or the message of a song or movie. Strongly agree. Have you seen Snow Dogs? No. The deep meaning behind that is just insane. You always know exactly what you want. Agree. I do. I'm very good at knowing what I want. You rarely think back on the choices you made and wonder what you could have done differently. Disagree. I think back. I always want to be better. When in a public place, you usually stick to quieter and less crowded areas. Agree. Strongly agree. I think on a bus or something or at a train stop or airport. Get away from everyone. You tend to focus on present realities rather than future possibilities. I say agree. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. No, I strongly disagree. I know people's feelings just don't always, you know, I don't know. I know them. When starting to work on a project, you prefer to make as many decisions up front as possible. Strongly agree. I want to know everything before we start. When you know someone thinks highly of you, you also wonder how long it will be until they become disappointed in you. Oh, no, I don't think so. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone and find interesting and striking up a conversation. Strongly agree. That's what I do for a job. I go and just talk to people on the street and have conversations with them. Daydreaming, agree. You look after yourself first and others come in second. Again, it depends. Like, I look after myself first in certain scenarios, but, you know, for the people I really care about, I look after them first. You look after yourself first and others come in second. Let's say that. We'll say that. Even when you have planned a particular daily routine, usually it's done doing what you feel like at any given moment. Yes, agree, definitely. Your mood can change very quickly. I'd say agree. You often contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Strongly agree. That's also my job. You often talk about your own feelings and emotions. Disagree. 
I don't really talk about my feelings and emotions. Just a tailor. You've got detailed education or career development plans stretching several years into the future. Going to be an Instagram influencer till I die, baby. <laughs> That's the goal. 80 years old, just posting TikToks and reels. Um, no, yes, I have very good plans. You rarely dwell on your regrets. They ask me this. Why do you keep asking me this? Huh? I don't like that they keep asking me this. It's because they know what you've done. They know what I've done. Spending time in a dynamic atmosphere with lots of people around quickly makes you feel drained. Um, yeah. You see yourself as more of a realist than a visionary. Yeah, I'd say that. You find it easy to empathize with a person who has gone through something you never have. I agree. I think I'm pretty good with that. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than to organized and consistent efforts. I disagree. I I don't know. I'm like I'm I work really hard continuously. So I don't know. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Disagree. After a long and exhausting week, a fun party is just what you need. Disagree. You frequently or did you disagree too? Do no, we, I think you said I'd, I think I'd want to go go out. Because you, I'm like, because your thing said introverted. Yeah, but I'm like right in the middle. Oh, okay. I, mine's gonna say like, oh, you're a freaking hermit, <laughs> reclu- recluse. You frequently find yourself wondering how technological advancement could change everyday life all the time. Like Postmates, but for dogs. What? They send you a dog, like like DoorDash. Like, but they, but it's a dog. <laughs> like a puppy. Are you saying door dash. getting dog food delivered to no, you? No, getting or a dog. Having a dog. Having a dog delivered to you. you. Have a Won't dog delivered. your food? No, like you have a. No, it's like, like girls love puppies. Okay, <laughs> you you have you're at your house and then you order a puppy to come to your house. They drop off a puppy, for an hour and then they come and pick it up later. It's a billion dollar <laughs> idea. I know. Someone, if you want to make that idea, Uber just and Lyft are being canceled, but we won't even miss them with that. Yeah, I know. Is that not a good idea? I just don't know who would take care of all the dogs. I need like a dog but, gram. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you just send a dog to someone's house. Oh anyway, that's what I think about how it would affect my life. You always consider how your actions might affect other people before doing something. Literally never. Just kidding. Um, I'd say agree. You still honor the commitments you have made, even if you have a change of heart. Agree. You rarely feel insecure. Will is deeply insecure. <laughs> I know. How do I answer this question without you guys being simp? Um, you rarely I've, feel... I've seen that word a lot in the comments today. They're calling me a simp? What, just because I have emotions? You guys don't have emotions? I need to look it up on Urban Dictionary. I'm not... Yeah, it's kind of like a soy boy is basically. Like a, a guy who donates to a girl's OnlyFans and is just like... You're so beautiful. I love you. Oh, my God. That's like what a simp is. You like know? friend zone for life. Yeah, friend zone fedora life, boy. You know? That's what we called it back in my day. <laughs> friend zone <laughs> back in the day. You rarely feel insecure. I, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't ever feel insecure. I'm killing it. Okay, here we are. I'm an architect, too. Wow, Taylor. Oh, wow. Wait, you got it done? Yeah. This is why we got it. This is why we get along so well. You know, supposedly that's rare, but like every time I... Wasn't Ben Shapiro this too? Yeah. Which, did we say that we saw him do this? And yeah, that yeah, was inspiration? yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. We somebody saw was like, oh yeah, I copied him. I'm like, well... No, we saw... Yeah, okay. We talked about this in the beginning. We saw Ben Shapiro do it and I was like, 
That'd be fun. I was like, my personality's trait is going to be better than Ben Shapiro's. Are you? Do you and have then it turned a? out to be the same. Yeah. INTJA. Wait, what? Do you have the little like breakdown with the, s- the sliding scale thing? Yeah, yeah. It's on the. It's on here. It says. Uh, I'm gonna say I hate the way the little guy looks though. I, I wish it was a different person. Forty nine percent extroverted, fifty one percent introverted. See, yeah. I'm forty nine uh forty six extroverted for fifty four introverted. So I'm right there with you. Well, those make a difference. Seventy one percent intuitive. I'm seventy six. Fifty one percent thinking and nature. Tactics sixty one percent identity sixty percent assertive. Huh. Huh. Well, are you guys it impressed? Is. I'm an architect. And you know so what? So you're I'm, a robot too by that logic. Well, I designed you after myself. <laughs> it's like Mew and Mewtwo. Like sure. the Pokémon. <laughs> anyway. You know, so we're both basically Ben Shapiro cuz he got the same. Yeah. Just, you know, I bet we'd probably have the same IQ test score as him as well. Probably. Well, I I do. Absolutely. And then I created you to have the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, assume for a second that Taylor has the same IQ as I do. And then also assume that Will also has the same IQ. There's my Ben Shapiro accent. How was that? Hopefully someone that said good. that to him. That was pretty good. Huh? I can do more. Okay, anyway, I hope that was enjoyable for you guys watching me do this test. I don't know if it was. I feel like probably the amount of people who are watching just completely dropped off, but that's okay. So, I'm not too worried. I mean, people were guessing and saying their own and stuff like that. I mean, Listen, this is fun, okay? The whole world needs a little fun sometimes, right? Taylor definitely put uh, <laughs> make that a quote poster and we're going to post that yes, on social media. Yes. The whole world needs a lot of fun. The whole world will wit. <laughs> will wit. Can make that the podcast Taylor. slogan. Yeah. World needs fun. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, let's get into some of these questions. Wop. All right. Questions today. Uh, now this is being slow. Okay. Jackie said, can we get Rocky on the podcast? Yes, if you guys didn't know Rocky is my dog, I would love to get Rocky on the podcast. He will he will make the podcast, but he has doggy acne. Any of you guys have a dog? If you have a dog and your dog has had acne and you know how to fix it, send me send me a message. I don't know how to fix doggy acne. So maybe he's just going through stuff. He's being He's like a teenager getting acne and acting out and staying out till late hours in the night and not telling me where he is, saying he's spending the night at a friend's house, but... Really, he's probably partying. You know, he needs to be more responsible. Um, Charlotte Waldron said, question for Will. I always hear about the party switched. What is the best argument against that? People give so many different reasons why they switch, but I never know what to say. We actually have a PragerU video with Carol Swain about that. Taylor, you could even post that in there if you want to find it. But, um, yeah, I definitely would say go check out that video because Carol Swain is going to explain it much better than I would. She's a, I mean, she's a doctorate and she's a PhD and and a professor at Vanderbilt or was, you know, in Princeton. So she's going to explain it much better than I can. Uh, David B said, "You will be speaking at a rally to open schools in California. Do you have children of your own that will be attending these schools? Not that I know of. Not that I know of that I have any children. But no, I don't have any children. That's like." I don't know why that means that I can't come and speak on this just because I don't have any children. I mean, I, that's like the same argument where, um, you know, you look at crime statistics and they say, oh, you can't talk about that because you're a certain way. It's like, of course you can. If you look at data, you look at facts, you should be able to talk about whatever it is. That is a way to shame people. So I get it that, you know, 
If I had children, I, if I had children, I would totally send them. I mean, we've seen tons of people, prominent people. We saw Jared Kushner say that he would send his kids back to school regardless. So this isn't something that people are only talk, going and talking about, but then not doing. It's like a lot of people who have the same sentiment as me who believe in this are practicing what they preach. If I had kids, I would send them back to school immediately. I definitely would. So, but that's at 5 p.m. in Los Angeles at the Teachers Union in uh, uh, 3303 Wilshire Boulevard. If you guys want to be there, that's again 3303 Wilshire Boulevard at 5 p.m. tonight in Los Angeles. Hope to see you there. The info is also on my Instagram page. You can go check it out. Um, James Summers at PragerU. When will the next story time with Will be? Taylor, hand me hand me that book in there. There's a book in there. Sorry, I have to make Taylor get out of his seat, but I actually have a book that you guys can see. It's the 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 one from live action. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. Can you see this? Let's look. Pro-Life Kids. I got this book. Actually, live action sent this to me. If you guys don't know live action, they're a pro-life group. They're great, wonderful. I'm actually speaking at the March for Life on one of their panels because they're doing having to do everything digitally. So I'm speaking on one of their panels. So stay tuned for that by following me and PragerU on social media so you get updated. But this will probably be the next story time. It's going to actually be a good book for kids pro-life for kids so uh it's awesome so but maybe another leftist book if you guys have any leftist children's books that you want to send me remember my the p.o box for prager you um remember if you want to send me anything else you can send me artwork you can send me fan mail you can send me chick-fil-a gift cards you can send me whatever it might be um you can send it to prageru.com or send it taylor put in the the contact address so people can go but you can go to prageru.com slash contact and you can find our p.o box and you can send me whatever you like there just don't send me weird stuff because some people send me weird stuff and it weirds me out. And then I don't want people send me weird stuff. And you have weird dreams. Then I have weird dreams, even weirder dreams. I have to have weird dreams about the weird stuff that you guys send me. So don't do that. Um, Briley said, what is your favorite type of pancake? What? There are different types of pancakes? I didn't know that. I don't I mean, know. blueberry, chocolate chip, oh. Swedish. You ever been to Ikea and had a Swedish pancake? I don't eat at Ikea. Okay. You're missing I, out. I have <laughs> I have standards. Okay? I don't need it, I kid you. That's probably gonna hit deep for people. Uh yes, I do my favorite type of pancake is strawberry pancake, but I don't use syrup. Syrup is for women. I use butter only. Butter, no syrup, and that's it. And strawberries. My favorite dessert is strawberry shortcake. It always has been. You get that Sara Lee pound cake from the frozen section at at Ralph's or King Supers, whatever it might be. And then you you put it in the microwave and then you take it out and you squish it in your hands so it's all flat and then you put strawberries on it and then you eat it. And that's my favorite thing in the whole world. You are the most I, boring person. <laughs> that's white so, and pale. Boring. I know. White and pale and eat white cake wow. with a white fruit. I know. I like white things. Okay. I don't know. To, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Make that into a quote as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All the best things today on the podcast. Gosh. Steven said, "Is climate change real? I believe it is, and that we have to switch from solar and wind to nuclear. That's the exact position that I take, Stephen. That climate change is real. I mean, we're looking at things like." Sea, sea levels rising. We're looking at things like temperature increases. We're looking at things like increases in heat waves. I mean, these things are happening, okay? I'm not denying they're happening. You do. I, th- my message to Republicans and conservatives is that they're getting their messaging wrong and that, that if they want to actually wake people up to what's going on when it comes to the environmental movement, stop this whole this whole, you know, anti-climate change. These things aren't happening. I mean, or that, you know, it's only because of of 
of na Earth's natural cycles. Like I believe that humans do have a part to play somewhat in this, and I think that it's not a catastrophe though. That's a thing. It's not a catastrophe, and that we need to switch away from renewables and get to back to fossil fuels and uh, natural gas and nuclear energy. But what I want to say about this is that if you look at the amount of people who have died from natural disasters in the last 100 years, it has gone down 90%. 90% it's gone down, but yet people say that we're going to have, you know, cataclysmic hurricanes and forest fires and all these things, but it's like no. Like natural disasters are not killing people at the rate they were. We're still able to produce more and more food, so it's not and more more, more, more people around the world are being fed than ever before. I mean, the world is get, becoming a better place for everyone to live, you know, but this is, can only happen when you have the free market and people can actually make their own choices about the climate. If you make it so that government is coming in and telling third world countries, you have to use renewable energy, then they're going to continue to be affected, excuse me, adversely by climate change because, excuse me, because they can't make structures that defend themselves from the harsh climate. I mean, look throughout history of human civilization and you look at gods that humans have had that they have created you know think about all the gods that have they're all to climate they're all to the sun or they're all to the rain god or these kind of things that's because climate was so dependent on human survival for thousands of years and now we live in a culture where climate is not our biggest enemy where we have the ability to adapt and do things to 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 protect ourselves from the climate so yeah a hurricane comes through in miami beach and it you know destroys a bunch of property but it destroys a bunch of property because we just have a lot more buildings there nowadays you know look at miami beach 100 years ago versus look at miami beach now obviously there's going to be more property damage this is what they say they say well look at the damage from this it's like of course there's damage we have way more buildings than there used to be so, yeah, I believe in climate change. I mean, there are definitely things that are going on with it. And but we are we are humans. I mean, people are so dumb that they're like talking about sea levels rising. I mean, it's rising so slow, but it is rising. And they say, you know, humans are going to be displaced and they're going to die because of sea levels rising. It's like they think that just homeless people on the shores of of Los Angeles are just going to be washed away by the lave, the waves as the sea levels rise. Like, that is just the most ridiculous thing. We are humans. We adapt. We are the most adaptable creatures ever to live on this planet. We are amazing at adaptation. They talk about sea levels. Look at Norway, where they have, you know, places where they are conducting business that are 80 feet below sea level. Right. They have adapted to this. Bangladesh will adapt. All these different places will adapt to a changing climate to think that we're all just going to die as this happens is like absolutely ridiculous and the IPCC report shows no cataclysmic apocalyptic events going to take place in America because of climate change it does not show that the data doesn't show that we have to be able to deal with these things another example just one more about heat waves in France where and I think it was I believe 2003 there was a heat wave in France and it ended up killing uh, a lot of people a lot of them were older people you know these things happen it's very sad, but it killed a lot of people. In 2006, they had another one, but because of the one before, they prepared for it and were able to save a ton of lives this way, right? So the people think that we're just not going to adapt to this is absolutely insane. So yes, climate change is real, but humans are going to adapt to, to ch take whatever on, and I wish people would stop being so scared of it and treating it like it's a religion. So... Okay, guys, that's where we have to wrap up the show today. Remember, you can send me anything. Go to prayu.com slash contact for the P.O. box to send me anything, fan mail, art, whatever it is that you want. Um, remember to go to Apple Podcasts, rate this five stars. We really appreciate it. Follow me and PragerU on social media and tune in next week at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern, where I, where I will be doing this live from Philadelphia at a ranch. 
because I will be there for an event and I will be having to do this podcast from there. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace.